it sucks with the TVB back again. You know what that means. I'm Ryan. I ain't lying. I'm Gina with a T duh. We tune in, can't get enough. So drink up and listen up, you be. TVB. And we're back. It's the TVBs, and that was our new theme song. In case you didn't catch our names there, I'm Ryan. And I am Gina, and that was Mixmaster Ryan, mind you. Oh, you're too kind. It's really just um, it's really just uh, free beats that I could use that we just do crazy shit on top of. <laughs> I'm so glad that we're starting so fresh and so clean for season two. Yeah. You know, I feel bad that we didn't have the theme song ready for episode one, but it was at least nice to give a little snippet of our old theme song in order to, you know, commemorate the past. Of course, new logo, new theme song. And I feel like for episode one, we had to do that immediately because we couldn't let the moment pass with Tiger King. No, no. And um, just to remind you all, all of our season one episodes will be going up on our Patreon uh, later this month in order for you to enjoy for a very, very, very small subscription fee, if you will. And how much is that subscription fee, Rye? It'll be $3 per month or $1 per video. I'll definitely confirm the prices once we have everything up and rolling, but um, you'll also get access to exclusive behind-the-scenes things, such as uh, live videos of us on Zoom recording (laughs) our supplemental podcast, Bees Buzz. If you haven't caught that, um, definitely catch that out too, where we talk about, um, what do we talk about, Gina? Recommendations of films, books, and... Movies. Basically everything that we're consuming during this shelter-in-place. Yeah. And, you know, more could grow from it. I'm thinking about maybe doing a beauty segment on it. Ooh, we should do food and drink as well. I agree. I think it should just encapsulate everything that we love about life, especially during these minimalistic times. There you go. So we're adding on. Yes. And speaking of adding on, we are adding on with season two, episode two right now with a very, very special show. Uh, Why don't you go for it, Gina? Of course. So uh, Ryan and I have been anxiously anticipating this episode because we did watch this show quite some time ago on, we're switching from Netflix now to Hulu. And this show, oh my gosh, uh, drum roll please. We will be discussing tonight, The Act. So excited about this. And for those of you that have no idea what I'm talking about, I'm just going to go ahead and in true TVB's form, read the quick synopsis via Wikipedia. Thanks so much, Wikipedia. I know you guys are now charging for these searches, but we do appreciate these searches still being free for the TVBs. Are they charging now? They are. They're going to start charging. Oh my God. I know. I guess everyone's got to make a buck these days and their knowledge is um, (laughs) ever-changing, I will say. Hey, really quick about Wikipedia. College, high school, middle school students out there, if you are listening, um, I know that a lot of teachers say that um, you cannot use Wikipedia as a source. However, if you find a really interesting tidbit that you want to use in a project or an essay, look at what is cited from there 
and then use that citation point. So you mm. can kind of use Wikipedia as a, um, as a uh, what's it called, Cliff's Notes, but then use the actual source that's referenced on the Wikipedia article. Oh my gosh, I'm dating myself thinking about Cliff Notes right now. <laughs> that was my jam. Oh my gosh. Did you read I, the book? Did you get the Cliff Notes from Barnes & Noble? <laughs> I got, um, I don't know. Okay, so I'm not going to mention any names, but we both had a certain teacher for AP Lit. Oh um, my god. I was a year younger than Gina and I got Cliff's notes banned from <laughs> her class and potentially the entire school. I remember when she literally so mind you listeners, um writing, English, and communication, that was my major in college and minor. But in high school, <laughs> I remember I thought I killed it with this essay and this same teacher literally came up to me and was like did you even read the book? <laughs> and I was so devastated. Like, how could you possibly like give me this grade? My favorite book at the time. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm destined to be a writer. And I still went on to write, but <laughs> I'll just never forget her coming over. Like, um, is, are we talking about the same book? <laughs> Oh my god, that is so funny. Maybe I just was a little bit too interpretive for her. <laughs> well, there she goes. <laughs> She's a little too literal, but anyway. <laughs> um, okay, so let me give the quick Wikipedia summary for those of our listeners that have no idea what the act is or who the act is about. So the act is an American true crime drama web television series that premiered in eight parts on March 20th. 2019 on Hulu. So yes, listeners, we have been waiting quite some time to, to get this episode out to you. The first season is based on the real life story of Gypsy Rose Blanchard and the murder of her mother, Dee Dee Blanchard, who was accused of abusing her daughter by fabricating illness and disabilities as a direct consequence of Munchausen syndrome by proxy. Joey King, love her, portrayed Gypsy while Patricia Arquette played her mother, Dee Dee. And then, and then there's like a whole slew of other um, actors and actresses in the act. Um, like Calum Worthy, who plays Nick and or Victor. Chloe, how do you pronounce her last name? Because I love her so much. I believe it's Sevigny. Sevigny. She's been in so many different like movies and just different like, I would say like serious dramatic roles over the years. And then Anna Sophia Robb, who's also in Little Fires Everywhere, um, FYI. But that's a quick synopsis. Um, and I know I said the first season is based on. So Hulu, um, from what I believe we know as of right now, wants to make the act into um, a series. So the first season was about the story of Gypsy Rose and her mom, Dee Dee, and I guess TBD on season two and onward. But that's something to look out for, and we'll see if it really does come to life. Um, but if it's anything like this series, we've got a lot to look forward to. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's a good, that's a pretty much a good summary. There's some spoilers there, but if you know us, you know that this is anything but a spoiler-free zone. So if you don't want to hear anything more, maybe just pause this episode, watch the entire series, 
and then go ahead and uh, resume right at this point if you want to uh, just hear a little bit about it. Of course, we aren't going to tell all of the plot details and whatnot, but, you know, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, um, that Wikipedia basically gave the whole synopsis of, <laughs> of all eight episodes. <laughs> yeah, but there's so much more to the story that we'll get into. But so let's much. Have a, let's have a little bit of fun with our first cheers right now. In true TVB's fashion, we, of course, have made some drinks. Of course, with Gina and I in quarantine, we can't have the same drink because we don't necessarily always have the same ingredients on hand. So you have two options. Uh, with me, you have the Princess Punch that was inspired by uh, poor little Gypsy's fondness, adoration, and love of Disney princesses. <laughs> Tell us about your drink, Gina. My drink is called the Immunity Booster, and we will be posting photos of our drinks as well on our story, but I'm actually pouring my drink, which consists of Sky Vodka, orange juice, and orange bitters into, I have um, those little medicine cups that you pour NyQuil in and DayQuil in. Um, I have those as shot glasses that I can drink throughout episode because quite honestly, I'm going to be self-diagnosing myself (laughs) throughout this, throughout this um, episode, just as Dee Dee did to poor little Gypsy. So, so excited to drink. And also since you chose or you created the buzzwords last episode, I have created six. So before we start to drink in listeners, um, Ryan, go ahead and give me a number and I'll tell you what word we're drinking to. Well, I, of course, have to choose six since I was born on the 6th of July. So, (laughs) Okay, this one's a fun one. So six has three different words in one. Um, So anytime you hear Disney and or dress up and or fantasy, you have to drink. Oh, my God. This is giving me PTSD flashbacks to... (laughs) What's that one episode we did last season where we had three different buzzwords? Oh my gosh. I want to say drunk history because we ended up on the floor, but (laughs) Uh, listeners, we, if this is the same episode that I'm thinking, we had three different buzzwords and somehow by the end, Ryan and I had created a fort underneath my dining room kitchen table and decided to do the rest of the podcast in in our fort. Because we were like, we were in a bunker. We're normal, fun adults like that. (laughs) (laughs) So, what, listeners? Hold on. Fantasy? So, or Disney? Correct. Okay. Because I figured if I just chose Disney, we probably wouldn't be drinking that much. So, I try to incorporate um, everything that kind of goes into just Gypsy Rose in general. Um, So, Disney, dress up and or fantasy. So starting now um, is when the rules go into effect. So if you want to see my Disney-inspired cocktail, head over to our Insta. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, you be. Mm. Now, okay. you did have a great idea how to finish off this first segment, and I think it's fucking brilliant. Um, yes, 
I mean, I feel like we've never done this before. And I was very much inspired by this series in general. So just off the top of your head, and I want to continue this for um, each episode as well, but off the top of your head, what are three words that come to mind when you think of the act, Gypsy Rose, Dee Dee, or this story in general? Mm -hmm. Sick, sad, and crazy. Ooh. And mind you, listeners, this is a true story. So everything, um, I know I mentioned that in the Wikipedia, but just in case you missed that section, everything we're going to be describing is based on um, a true crime, a true, true crime story. Um, Okay. So three words, let me think. Um, First to come to mind about the act, cringeworthy, disturbing, and sick. Yeah, I think sick is the general consensus. And it's in sick more like ways than one. Exactly. Literally and figuratively. So I'm ready to get to it. I'm ready to get to it too. We will be right back after a brief message from <laughs> Well, I wouldn't say they're a sponsor, but we love them. Hey guys, it's Ryan. And if there is something that I could share with you guys, it is that I have an Instagram completely dedicated to cooking. You can go to Instagram at stay at home meals in order to explore things that I have made and little tips and tricks for cooking while you're staying at home. Now, you know that we love a good drink and I'm proud to announce that at Stay at Home Meals has partnered up with Le Grand Vere Wines, that is lgvwines.com, in order to give you all a wine tasting experience at home. Now, if you go to at Stay at Home Meals on Instagram, and I will link this in our TVB's podcast bio as well, you can go ahead and click on the link tree on stay-at-home meals and enjoy a four-pack of sampler wines for the low price of $4.95. Now they have burgundy bundles, sweet white bundles, all of the wine is from France and expertly curated. I recently tried a bunch of white wines from them and I was thoroughly impressed. You can definitely opt to uh, not do a subscription once your $4.95 trial run has ended, but I highly suggest that you get this treat while it lasts for less than $5, and each bottle fills exactly one glass of wine. So go ahead and check it out, lgvwines.com through at Stay at Home Meals, and enjoy. And we're back. Thank you so much, Le Grand Vary Wines, for offering such fantastic sampler packs to our listeners who don't want to have one of our signature cocktails. Now, diving right into the act. Um, I first learned about the case of um, Dee Dee Blanchard when I was reading BuzzFeed. As you guys know, I am obsessed with checking BuzzFeed daily, reading the news, taking the quizzes, the list goes on and on. And there was a uh, there was a BuzzFeed News article entitled, Dee Dee Wanted Her Daughter to Be Sick, Gypsy Wanted Her Mom Murdered. And instantly, I was captivated by that title, so I read this 
informative article about it. And I think I sent it to several people like, read this, read this, read this, this, I cannot believe this. This is mind blowing. And then HBO ended up doing a documentary called um, Mommy Dead and Dearest, which I think is still available on HBO. And uh, I was super into the case. I was following the trial um, and it's a wild, wild case. And it was done in such a fantastic way on Hulu's The Act that not only, you know, of course, with any true crime series, a lot of it's going to be based on fact. Some of the stuff they do have to fictionalize because they don't know what the exact conversations are, but you get the gist of the cold hard facts. And the cold hard facts are this. Dee Dee wanted her daughter to be sick. She wanted her to be sick not only for attention, but she wanted her to be sick for financial gain. Um, she would scam foundations like Make-A-Wish and um, they would go to all of these conventions where people would be dressed up. Oh, I see what you did there. Um, they would go to Disneyland. Round two. And she was living this full fantasy. <laughs> wow, triple threat. That triple threat, bitch. Uh, <laughs> that... Um, she was living in this world where Gypsy was actually sick. In reality, uh, she was told at a very young, uh, she was told that Gypsy at a very young age had, I believe it was a, um, it was a missing, <clears throat> it was a missing DNA, DNA sequence or a missing, um, what was it, Gina? It was a, it was something very minor that she then turned into Gypsy having sleep apnea at a very young age to having leukemia, mm -hmm. which shave her head in order to keep up appearances. And um, everybody around her believed it. Um, she allegedly lost all of Gypsy's medical records in uh, New Orleans during Hurricane Katrina. So every doctor that she would go to would believe her. There were all of these um, uh, surgeries and she ha had a feeding tube and she would <clears throat> in reality be able to walk, be able to do everything. She would eat while her mom was sleeping. Um, she would do everything that a normal person could when her mom wasn't looking but Dee Dee was very overprotective so um Gypsy you know wanted to have a normal life and she wanted to be married and have kids and she eventually snagged um a laptop from uh the mall when her mom wasn't looking um with money that she'd been you know saving uh and stealing from her mom uh and she met this guy, Nick, on a dating website. I believe it was a Christian dating website. Correct. And it's always the Christians that are the sickest, as Constance Langdon says on American Horror Story <laughs> Coven. Um, and she met this guy, uh, orchestrated this plan to uh, have her mom murdered. They, uh, he 
came and murdered her. They ran off together. It was a nationwide police hunt for Gypsy because they believed that she'd been kidnapped and she was really sick and Dee Dee was dead. And uh, it was revealed through, you know, a Facebook post that, you know, something could be wrong. And uh, the people that were friends with them on Facebook would have never understood the magnitude of exactly what was wrong because everything that was wrong was right and now there are a bunch of new wrongs and the blame is all on Didi having um, Manchausen by proxy. Now Manchausen syndrome is when you yourself believe that you have all of these illnesses and you fake all these illnesses for attention. Manchausen by proxy is when you do it to somebody else, when you force somebody else to be sick, whether it's by poisoning them, convincing, convincing them, um, making everybody else believe it, you know, they could be mentally handicapped and then all of a sudden have all of these other physical ailments because uh, people with Manchausen, they want attention, they want to care for somebody and they need somebody to be codependent on them. people with uh, just regular Manchelsen, they simply want sympathy and attention and want somebody to care for them. Uh, So it's a very sick psychological disease that has a lot of uh, repercussions and it scarred Gypsy for life. Um, I think that it is a illness that a lot of people didn't know about until this but it's been around for uh, a long time and people have been imposing illnesses on themselves and others for um, probably since the beginning of time. And there have been several documented cases of it, Uh, but this case really captivated the attention of not only the nation, but the world because of how poor little Gypsy was forced to literally have her mom killed because that's the only way that she knew that she would be able to get out of this prison that her mother created for her, essentially. Um, I mean, she was in a wheelchair. She had all of her teeth pulled eventually. She, like I said... Her head shaved, too. Head shaved, feeding tube, all of that, uh, in order to, like I said before, just keep up the appearances. And um, I... I was shocked at a lot of what this mom put her baby through. If she really wanted to protect her, in my humble opinion, she would have let her live a normal life. I have a question for you. If our listeners haven't seen the act yet, would you recommend them starting with the act or would you recommend the HBO doc um, or the Lifetime movie to start with before? Um, I think that they could start with any of them. Um, Definitely reading the article that um, we could put that in our link, the BuzzFeed news Mm. article. Um, We could put that in our link for you guys to read if you want to read that. So you have like full knowledge of the case and then just see how it plays out on film and like get a, uh, get a characterization of who these people are. So I, 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 I just recommend that you get yourself immersed into this case uh, because it's truly fascinating. 
It's so twisted and it's so scary and sad that there are actual people in this world that would do harm like this onto others, even though they don't see it as harm, they see it as helping. Um, But in reality, it led to not only Didi's own demise, but I mean, really, I guess for Gypsy, and we can get into this later, but like, she's really like coming, it's like a coming of age story but in the darkest way possible yeah because yeah she's really coming into her own even though spoiler alert she is in jail now um but i feel like as one life has ended her life gypsies is beginning in a different way a way that she's never been able to experience before yeah and i think she was quoted in jail as saying even though she's behind bars she's never felt freer Yeah. And probably because she can really, for the first time, make her own decisions. Yeah, You know, do I want cornbread over corn mush this morning? Do (laughs) I want to go read a book? Because she really wasn't able to do anything. Like the books that were provided were Disney or (laughs) um, the things that she did on a day-to-day basis besides her normal routine of doctor visits and appointments and all the facade that they put on was really everything that Dee Dee put in front of her. She couldn't bring anything of her own into the house unless it was like you mentioned the laptop or the stolen phone. Like unless it was something that she snuck in, in, she really wasn't able to have anything at all. So I think, I think her death, uh, Dee Dee's death happened when Gypsy was like 19 or 20. And I think that Gypsy didn't realize how old she actually was. Correct. Uh, she was really stunted. She was treated like a, like a, 14. Like a toddler. Yeah. She was treated like she was 14. And I believe Dee Dee was telling everybody that she had the mind of a seven-year-old. Yeah. And in reality, so yeah, she was lied to about her age, about all of these different diseases growing up. Oh, she couldn't walk even though she could. That was an insane moment when I saw her walk for the first time. In the courtroom. Um, Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, Well, also every time that she spoke out about it, her mom would be like, oh, my baby's just so confused. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Yeah, Dee Dee always spoke for her, um, and that's something that will probably come up a little later in the podcast, but I mean, she really did. Like, Gypsy had no mind of her own, no voice of her own, and really, like, no just basic knowledge of the world and womanhood and anything at all other than being a child, like, stuck in a child-like persona or fairy tale for, you know, her whole life. If this didn't happen, unfortunately, like I don't see it ending in a positive way, but something would have happened if, if this, um, if the killing of Dee Dee um, didn't happen, something. Go ahead. Oh no, something would have happened. Um, Oh, for sure. I think honestly, if she waited a few more years with how sick Dee Dee was with her diabetes, she would have been free. It's unfortunate that she had to take matters into her own hands in order to be freed from her mom. 
I know because her mom, um, and you guys will see this when you watch the act, um, towards the end, her mom, after she got diagnosed, was getting a little loopy and her, um, historian <laughs> levels were not as good um, with the doctors and just with the neighborhood folk. So I feel like, yeah, she would have caught her mom at a time where she could escape or maybe, you know, tell the truth to somebody, maybe the neighbors, maybe anyone that would listen. But totally. unfortunately, um, she got caught up in in that Christian mingle circle. (laughs) (laughs) So I have to ask you, um, I begged you to watch the show for a while. Um, I actually went over to Gina's house and physically put it on in order for her to start watching it. Oh yeah. This Um, is really serious. You guys. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, So I have to ask you coming out of the show, were there, any highlights that you have? Like if you were to choose your top three highlights of the entire series, what would they be? Okay. So just some things that really stood out to me and mind you, these, um, I wouldn't say characters, but the actors that played these roles of, um, Gypsy and Dee Dee were so amazing. I mean, Joey King as Gypsy, I really like her and I think she did an amazing job and I heard something about like just how she tried to transform herself into this role and she would fall asleep at night like listening just to interviews with Gypsy in jail and just the way Gypsy talked and the way Gypsy dressed and she really tried to get into the mindset of not only what is Gypsy thinking? What is she feeling? But how is she reacting to her mom and how trapped she really is? Um, And the first thing that I want to mention is in episode two, it's called or entitled Teeth. And I found out that throughout the act, Joey King wears four sets of teeth at different levels of decay, which I thought was super interesting because teeth really play like a huge role. Um, I think like in a symbolic way, because they're all taken out of Gypsy's mouth at one point. Um, She's not allowed to have sweets. And I believe one of the medications that she takes for epilepsy, even though she does not have epilepsy, um, it like progresses the decay even faster. But I just think like the whole thought of like the just all of her teeth being removed is just like symbolic to that's exactly what Dee Dee did to her. She removed any form of like cosmetic or like something that you actually like need to live with um, in order to survive away from Gypsy. Um, Like she just ripped her from everything. And when in that episode, you see this poor young girl getting all of her teeth taken out of her mouth and she's left with nothing was just like so heart-wrenching and heartbreaking. Um, But also like, holy shit, like you look at Dee Dee as a monster for doing this to her like daughter, but also like, how can this poor girl get out of this? Because she's so trapped and she can't even feed herself if she wanted to. Because I think in the earlier in that episode, she has like these late night cravings where because she is like stripped of all of the sugar and all the fun things that makes like little girls like excited and crazy and spontaneous. Um, 
like a sleepover food, you know, ice cream and pizza is she, you know, things she can't have. Um, and so late at night, gypsies just like binge. I think one of her meals was like pancakes with syrup and like kind of like in the elf when he's making that huge feast for himself. Oh yeah. Um, I just, I felt like that was what gypsy was doing because she didn't know how to cook. She didn't know what, you know, tasted good with something else because she's basically surviving on Pediasure into her twenties through that feeding tube. So I think um, one of, I wouldn't say highlights, but one of the the moments that really stood out to me was definitely that episode and just like the whole teeth and feeding tube and how like her mom literally put a piece of pizza into a blender. And at that moment, I was like gagging, like, oh my God, (laughs) if you're wasting this pizza and B, like you're putting that in the feeding tube, which also... um, uh, Joey King does not have a feeding tube or a hole in her stomach. Um, but I guess like they did, um, the producers did a bunch of research on how feeding tubes are put into the body so that it would look as realistic as possible. Um, interesting. I thought was kind of, kind of interesting. Yeah. But yeah, so the, t- so the teeth removal feeding tube, that's one whole aspect. Um, and sadness of what Dee Dee has done to her poor daughter. Other things that really <laughs> stood out to me. So you mentioned the Facebook posts earlier, and this is actually something we can share with the um, listeners because this Facebook post is still active and live on Dee Dee and Gypsy. They shared a Facebook account. And this Facebook post um, that was actually after the killing of Dee Dee by, um, I have here Victor, which is the alter ego um, of Nick, who actually did the killing of Dee Dee. Um, It's still live. So I think we should post it. It's really like kind of chilling to see that it's A, still on Facebook, like it wasn't taken down by Facebook in general, or it wasn't flagged or anything like that. But um, when you watch the act and you watch, I think it was the second to last episode or maybe the last episode where they actually are creating these Facebook posts so that someone could find the body of Dee Dee. Um, It's just insane like that they would even go to lengths like that. Like they were so like not in the right headspace, obviously. Um, And they're not murderers, clearly. And they've never done this before. Well, that we know of. (laughs) Victor, I mean, Victor, maybe. (laughs) The alter alter ego. But um, they unfortunately, like, didn't shut out, I think, off the IP address when they created these Facebook posts. So that led to their own demise and uh, finding. But yeah, so Facebook posts and the way like everything came about um, towards the end and how they were found. I think that's like a, a real, a real highlight of mine, because from that point on, you're just like, what else could possibly happen? You know, this is great TV, but this is actually like reality. And these people really did this um, in, in all accounts from Gypsy to Dee Dee to to Nick slash Victor. And lastly is just the roles of fantasy oh <laughs> slash God. like cosplay slash dress up slash Disney um, dress up that kind of is like woven into the storyline and just into Gypsy's life. I feel like Dee Dee treated Gypsy like a doll 
that she would just dress up at any given like moment. Um, like you mentioned, these costume conventions. Um, Gypsy didn't have any hair. Her head was shaven. And I believe that was because JD said something about her head being small uh, or something like really like off the wall. And so Gypsy would wear like these wigs and she would wear like these outfits and get into character. Um, But they also like played into not only how childlike she was, but then as she grew older, even though she didn't you know, she wasn't told she was older, but she felt older and she started feeling feelings for boys and men and started getting hormones and um, getting very curious. That's when like she started taking that like role of fantasy into like role play. And I think that like switch from like Disney to like more like dramatic, like dominatrix um, is super interesting because it actually leads to like, I think, um, an area of gray that if only maybe she learned about when she was younger, uh, maybe she would have like had more common sense and knowledge of like, you know, buzzwords or keywords to look out for when absolutely when talking to a guy, of, you know, online. Yep. So those are like my three top ones. Um, and I could go on and on because the storyline is just like you could pick apart each character in each episode and just each personality. But um, if I were to name three, I would definitely say the roles of fantasy, teeth, and just the whole way that um, poor Nick and Gypsy at the end were found out all because of these Facebook posts that they decided to to share with the world that are still yeah. freaking live as we speak. Yeah, we'll post a screenshot of those in some of the comments for sure. Okay, what about you, Ryan? I know this is like, this is your like baby. This is your show that you've been following and learning and like just so intrigued with for such a long time. I want to know um, your highlights or just moments that made you like, huh? Well, one of mine was definitely, um, it falls into the conventions, but it's all of the perks that she uh, got, whether it's from a amusement park trip uh, that was sponsored by um, Make-A-Wish or getting into these conventions due to her handicap and putting on these elaborate costumes and seeing her be really happy and in a space where she felt normal amongst other weirdos in a sense. Because if if you guys have ever been to a convention, you would know that there are a lot of diehard fans who dress up and are just like all weird together and just about whatever that con is about. And then also, um, I'm not sure if it was Make-A-Wish or what kind of foundation it was, but their entire house was built for free due to oh uh, habitat for humanity. That's it, um, because of her alleged illnesses. So her perks are definitely a uh, highlight of mine. Also, I was very surprised to learn of Dee Dee's criminal past with yes. her forging and her going to jail when Gypsy was a baby, which could have definitely led it to her wanting to take care of her in a fashion that was overtly um, menacing, coddling, and outright fiction. 
and then another thing that stood out to me was how the movie theater scene played out. So the first time that Gypsy met Nick um, after conversing with him on Christian Mingle uh, is that they met for the first time both going to a movies and accidentally meeting and running into each other. And she snuck off to go to the bathroom by herself in her wheelchair. But in reality, she was going to go hook up with Nick for the first time and live out their role-playing fantasy in the bathroom and did not get caught by Dee Dee. Um, so I thought that that was really interesting and it kind of hinted at the first sign of rebellion that Gypsy was kind of like, you know what, bitch, I don't need you, but I, I, I'm going to, you know, I need you to take me to the movies in order <laughs> to execute my plan. But uh, so I thought that that was very interesting seeing the, uh, seeing where Dee Dee came from, uh, seeing the start of Gypsy's rebellion and seeing uh, Gypsy living in the moment where she felt normal for the first time. Isn't it crazy to think that if this story took place in today's world, like in 2020, um, that would have never happened in terms of her or Gypsy meeting with Nick at the movie theater, A, because movie theaters are no longer open as of right now, and B, no one is getting on any type of floor in this COVID condition. <laughs> so oh um, the crazy thing is guys, um, this, uh, this all happened around 2014, 2015. So even though it's not like today, today, it's very recent that something like this is still happening in an age of information. Yeah, definitely. I think at least like what you were mentioning earlier about Munchausen, I feel as though people that have never heard of that disease before are now becoming more aware of what it is and how people are affected and how many people are affected. So I think if anything, you know, hopefully more people have come out um, besides Real Housewives. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I think, wasn't that who was that? That was one of the Beverly Hills housewives, right? Uh, Miss Hadid. Yes. yes. Bella and Gigi's mom. <laughs> oh, my God. She never uh, admitted it, but she was accused. Well, okay. The thing is, uh, the thing is, Dee Dee expertly uh altered medications and vitamins and whatnot to make it appear on blood work that shit was actually fucked up. And if things weren't really fucked up, she would just go to another doctor and get a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth opinion until she got the documentation that she needs that, you know, Gypsy is fucked up. It's so weird to think that even though she like never left a trail because she was always going from one doctor's office or traveling like to different cities or different areas once like, you know, doctors began to question certain things, but like for actual procedures to happen, I'm like, that is just wild. Like if there's seriously nothing wrong with you and you're going to put a feeding tube in my stomach, 
there has to be like some sort of lawsuit that can happen post all of this or maybe like after she gets out of jail yeah i mean the scary thing is gypsy was so young when all of this initially started she didn't know any better and just lived her life knowing that uh she, she actually had no clue that she if for certain she did not have uh cancer or seizures or whatnot because she was led to believe that she did. The only thing that she did know was she could walk. Yes. And I mean, why would she speak up when like Habitat for Humanity, not only are they giving your family or you and Dee Dee a house for free, but it's painted pink like a princess castle. Yeah. Well, a moment that um, you mentioned about Dee Dee always speaking for her, it's actually true. If you go to YouTube and look at, um, news interviews of them, you know, being interviewed because of the new house or because of her illnesses, Gypsy would hold her hands and it looked as though it was very comforting and whatnot. But then you see her squeezing Gypsy's hand, like, okay, you're saying too much, baby. <laughs> yeah. And there are moments where I'm like, damn, I wish like she would have used her voice, but yep. it's like, Same. how she was scared. She yeah. was held hostage. How can you use your voice when, like, how could she survive without her mom, even though, you know, she ends up really taking a turn? At the end of the day, it was a weird amalgamation of Manchowson by proxy, uh, psychological torture, and Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, because they, like, in a weird way, like, both needed each other for different reasons. And it's, like, kind of sickening. Then Dee Dee couldn't get all of the perks. If Gypsy was all better, then Dee Dee wouldn't have to be able to take care of anybody. If something happened to Dee Dee, Gypsy doesn't really know how to take care of herself. Exactly. So it was just like a constant cycle of crazy, really. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that those are really good moments, but we want to know from you guys, if you've seen the show, moments that made you fill in the blank, happy, sad, squeal, cringe, be petrified. Tell us the moments that made you say, wow, this is buzzworthy. (laughs) This is some shit. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think unless uh, you have anything else to add about moments that really stood out for you, I think that, you know, those definite highlights to look out on my part. Um, I think that you should go into it knowing that you're going to see some sick shit and you're going to feel bad for a lot of people in a lot of different ways, whether it's because a mentally handicapped man is, um, you know, convinced that killing his girlfriend's mom is going to be, uh, you know, the best thing for everybody, whether it's knowing that Gypsy is, I mean, Dee Dee is pathetic, whether it's uh, understanding that Gypsy is, you know, a really, really sad character. She was, like, she was definitely brainwashed. That, she was brainwashed. Yeah, that, and that's what makes it so sad. Because she's such a sweet girl and doesn't really know any better and has the innocence, whether you watch Joey King's portrayal of her or actually see Gypsy, you could tell that this is actually a really, really sweet person who just 
got the short stick in life. She definitely didn't live out the Disney fairy tale oh that. I, <laughs> on that note, guys, we'll be right back. So on that note, said, cheers, you be. Disney and fantasy like a million times during that <laughs> segment. Drink <laughs> up. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. We hope you're enjoying the episode so far. In order to support us further, I highly recommend that you go to our Instagram page at TVB's podcast, click on our link tree, press buy us a drink to keep us nice and hydrated to give you the content that you are buzzing for. Thanks guys. And we are back. Um, We posted on our Facebook this morning that we're going to be recording on our Facebook. Who the fuck am I? Uh, we, we posted. You're on- Dee Dee. <laughs> oh yes. No, I'm drunk. Um, <laughs> um, I posted that we were going to be recording this episode, and on our Instagram, I requested that you guys send us some questions. So. Uh, one of the questions that we got is, do you think this situation has made foundations like Make-A-Wish do more thorough background checks? Mm. Which I think is a very important question, but here's the thing. I think that they already had a really good background check system in place. It's just that Gypsy, uh, Gypsy's records showed so much detriment. There's no way that you could look at this and be like, oh, this is fake. Exactly. Backed up. Uh, what what do you think about that question? I think the same. It's like if you're looking at, let's say, the most current record, which is basically going to be bare, um, but on that record, it's going to show that she's in a wheelchair, which she was. Um, it's going to show like all these different ailments, which that doctor, you know, who knows how much of like a diagnosis they made, but like you can just see from like a physical appearance all of the things that were going on with poor Gypsy. So whether it was like not only like a background check in terms of like medical records, but just the history that and trail that Didi left behind with like um, not only Make-A-Wish, but Habitat for Humanity, um, Ronald McDonald House, which is uh, somewhere that they frequented a lot. Um, And they were- yeah, welfare. They were also like, I think they won contests as well. Like Miranda Lambert, they were, they got a, a trip to see at Disney World. Like they were they a, got a lot, a lot. So I, I feel think Gypsy herself, she had like half a dozen wheelchairs that were just donated <laughs> to them that were like motorized, like smart wheelchairs. I wonder what those things would go for on the black market. <laughs> I don't know. Um, if anyone knows, let us know. Yeah. But I do think that, um, I mean, I'm sure Make-A-Wish, their foundation of background checks probably has gotten stronger since this was some time ago, but I don't think that there was really anything that as a company as a whole that they did um, or mislooked because it's like society, everyone around them, family members, everybody looked the other way. You know, nobody really did a deep dive into what was seriously going on. Nobody ever knocked down that door um, to really see like what Dee Dee was doing. So I feel like if, 
no one else did it, then why would Make-A-Wish do that? And I think they did do yeah. a home visit, you know? Well, the thing is, they're there when, you know, uh, Gypsy goes to any of the amusement parks. Habitats for Humanity, of course, they're around while the home is being built. So they see this girl who, you know, looks extremely sick. There's nothing really to question when, I mean, the title of this show spells it out so clearly. It is an act. Yeah, it is a damn act. Um, which leads us to our next question. Will you watch season two of the act about a different storyline? Um, yes, I would. And I'm also wondering if Hulu said that they would do multiple seasons with different storylines because they could face a upcoming lawsuit once Gypsy... Um, is out of jail because I don't believe she ever gave like rights or freedom to the storyline or her name or mm-hmm. anything of that matter. And I know she like definitely had a couple quotes while um, in jail that she wanted to give to Hulu and the producers and director. So I'm just wondering if like who was like, no, no, like we are calling it the act. This is the umbrella name and we're doing multiple storylines, not just about, you know, your story. So that's why I think it might be like interesting if Hulu doesn't come out with a season two, I think it, they just wanted to like save their own ass and say that they were like making this more of what it really is. Maybe, you know, I don't know how I'd really feel about a season two of the act. I feel like it was a complete mini series on its own. I do encourage them to do another true crime series, Um, But if it is entitled The Act, then I certainly do hope that they find a true crime story that's as... um, Worthy. That is another act, an act of deception. And ain't an act of God. That's how I feel about it. Um, The next question I'm actually quite perplexed by because the question said um and we got several random questions but this one definitely stood out to me because the question literally says um ask us anything about hulu's the act and this person asked who is gypsy well if you know what the act is then i don't think that you'd be asking who is gypsy if you have any questions and you're listening um i think we've described who gypsy (laughs) is already so it's a very redundant question but thank you for your curiosity we hope we answered everything that you were looking for dm us if if you have any further inquiries (laughs) please oh my god um normally during this section i like to play a little game uh via a buzzfeed quiz generally it's like you know what character are you or you know it's generally like what character are you in this case even if there was a quiz out there which the act character are you this is not a time to like want to you don't want to compare yourself to any of these people really and (laughs) i want to um i could see little victor in you (laughs) (laughs) you if you guys want more information about munchausen's 
or how you could help anybody in this way instead of taking a quiz. Um, if you know any child that is being abused, please call the National Child Abuse Hotline at 1-800-4-A-CHILD. That's 1-800-422-4453. Um, also, I am going to be posting on our story as soon as this podcast goes live within the next couple of days. Uh, you will be able to donate directly to the Make-A-Wish Foundation through our um, Instagram story. Um, anything helps. They really are an amazing foundation who does a lot of good. And, um, you know, they're they're a truly heartless foundation and I admire them for all of their work. And I feel bad that they were taken advantage of in this circumstance. Um, and if you want more information about Munchausen's, uh, definitely check out the Buzzfeed news article that I mentioned, uh, in the last segment, um, because that does give a little bit more information about what Munchausen and Munchausen by proxy is. Um, so we're going to skip the fun games for this episode. We already have a buzzword and that's as light as I want to make this episode because it truly is a very serious and disgusting thing. Yeah. It's not a Disney fairy tale. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Drink up. All right. And in a segment that I like to call Ryan refills his drink while Gina tells you things, um, <laughs> take it away. She has, she has something to share as well as her weekly fun facts. Yes. So I found this really interesting article from ScreenRant.com and it's entitled Nine Things Hulu's The Act Leaves Out from the True Story. So I'm just going to go through these because I think they're super interesting. Number nine, Gypsy didn't know her real age until she was nearly 20. Um, we kind of touched on that, but um, Ryan, you were right. When Gypsy finally turned 18, Dee Dee tried to convince everyone that she was actually 14. So, I mean, just imagine living a life where you think you're not even like peaking to where you can wear like something other than a sports bra when really like you just turn 18 and you can have a scratcher in your hand, you know, like a lottery ticket. So um, that is just super sad. And unfortunately, things don't look, aren't looking up on this list. So number eight, Dee Dee has a history of poisoning loved ones. So um, a little bit into that, Dee Dee was suspected of poisoning her own stepmother with Roundup weed killer when she was much younger. Her stepmother, Laura, was then bedridden for nine whole months after she was poisoned. Perhaps Dee Dee had attempted to be Laura as caregiver as well. That thought is chilling. So that could have been the first look into who Dee Dee was. And maybe because she didn't have the chance with her stepmother, she chose to have a chance with her own child. Moving on, number seven, Dee Dee is suspected of killing her biological mother. This just keeps getting darker, doesn't it? So the article reads, according to family members of the woman, Dee Dee had allegedly starved her own mother to death. After Dee Dee was murdered, her own father and stepmother claimed that she got what she deserved and the entire family considered her to be a bad seed. I honestly never knew that and I'm kind of like shocked myself. So that is really crazy that not only did she try to poison or did poison her stepmother, but she also 
starved her own mother to death. So I would definitely say that's a bad seed of the family. Number six, Gypsy Rose strongly identifies with the movie Tangled. I don't know if anyone has seen the movie Tangled, right? I'm not sure if you have um, either, but Tangled retells the story of Rapunzel who was trapped and isolated by her mother for nearly two decades. Gypsy Rose always felt a strong connection to this Disney film. Drink up. That was not intentional, but (laughs) I think it's time for a little sip during this um, rant and rave. Well, I just came back with a refilled drink, so. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I mean, you said, you said the buzzword so many times. I was like. I was I might like, as well. Oh. Yeah. I and like, I don't know if I have enough for the next 15 minutes of this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so fill up, listeners. Uh, number five, Gypsy Rose is thriving in jail. Um, so for those of you uh, that um, are just kind of tuning in, Gypsy Rose is actually currently in jail. She will be, be released in 2024, which would make her, I believe, um, 32. Holy fuck. I know. Um, but yeah, like we mentioned earlier, um, she I feels- I thought she was 14. <laughs> 18. <laughs> she feels like she's been reborn since entering prison. She. She said she finally gets to experience a normal life now. And normal is in quotes. So you can only imagine what that normalcy is without the tight grip of her mother's endless control. If normalcy means you have to go to jail to experience it, then she truly was in a jail of her own, locked up cell. Um, Number four, Gypsy was lied to about her father's intentions. So this is an interesting aspect that we didn't get into at all, but Gypsy Rose actually has a father. Um, her father's name is Rod. No way. And uh, Rod is actually very good looking. We're going to have to post um, some photos of Rod, but Rod was a good dad. Unfortunately, he, I believe um, him and Dee Dee met when he was 17 and Dee Dee was six years older than him at the time. And she became pregnant. And so he thought that it was the right thing to do to marry Dee Dee, but then quickly learned like, oh my gosh, this is not the woman for me. I'm doing this for all the wrong reasons. And he really tried to be a part of Gypsy's life. Um, There's tons of photos from when Gypsy was younger, which actually Rod comes to jail um, to visit Gypsy. And he shows her all of these photos just to tell her, like, I was trying to be a part of your life, but your mother made it really hard for me to. Um, He paid every month in child support, Dee Dee. He sent his daughter gifts, tried calling. Like, he just tried to be there, but Dee Dee didn't want any part of that. So I feel like um, this article is correct because Hulu didn't really do a good job of, um, you know, really, like, creating any type of, like, who is Rod? Did she have a dad? They didn't really look into that at all, but it is surprising to know, which leads to number three, Gypsy and her father now have a close relationship. And I really want to post this photo because it's actually like super cute um, of Gypsy when she was younger in a wheelchair, actually with her dad. Um, Number two, Gypsy believed that a motorcycle accident had caused her to be wheelchair bound. And this oh, is wow. this is from an early age. So it looks like when Gypsy was eight years old, she had been involved in a minor motorcycle accident. The result, get this, Ryan, was a scraped knee, a scraped knee. But her mother, but 
uh, Didi led Gypsy to believe that matters were much worse and thus she needed to be wheelchair bound from a scraped knee. Um, And so that is not portrayed. You can tell um, there are moments in the, in Hulu's the act where Didi kind of like gets on pins and needles every time Gypsy is doing something new or um, trying something new, like a cupcake, for example, but they don't oh, really. Or, the, or the, the trampoline. Oh yeah. The trampoline. She has like PTSD for sure, but a scraped yeah. knee, they should have added that in. That would have been super interesting. Um, number one, Gypsy's confusion with fantasy drink and reality yeah. helped lead her to her mother's death, which I think is pretty obvious. Um, this article says, ultimately, as we know, this is exactly what ended up happening after Dee Dee was stabbed to death by Gypsy's, Gypsy's own disorder. So I feel like we kind of knew that, but it is interesting to think that the villain, aka Dee Dee, had to be killed in Gypsy's mind in order to follow Gypsy's proper fairy tale formula. And Victor, a.k.a. Nick's, um, you know, alter eager persona, wanted to create that fairy tale for Gypsy. And that's why he had to be the knight in shining armor to kill the villain, which was Dee Dee. But in reality, I'm pretty sure it was Victor, Dee Dee, and just Nick in general. He is so disturbing. But, I mean, I do have to add on to that. He is severely autistic. So it was very easy for Gypsy to manipulate him, even if she didn't realize that she was manipulating him. Totally. And um, mind because you. Sense, she was mentally handy. She was forcefully mentally handicapped. Yeah, definitely. And Nick, unfortunately, was not. <laughs> and Dana is mentioning Victor. And, you know, I know that we've said a few times that that's his alter ego. So Nick was the person, his role playing uh, BDSM fantasy character was Victor, who essentially he may have um, borderline personality disorder, maybe light schizophrenia. As you guys know, I don't fact check. So these are my personal opinions. But <laughs> he, he was he was able to have two personas inside of his one body and it was just based on his actions who who did it you know yes. he, he would often say i didn't do that it was victor it was victor who did that so he, he he also had an skewed view of reality where he didn't realize that he was doing anything wrong because it wasn't him doing it it was victor doing it yes victor killed him not nick and there's this, oh, I'm trying to think of the movie that um, features this one man who has seven different personalities. Oh, I saw that. It's a documentary, <sighs> yes? Yeah, it's on the tip of my tongue, but it's so interesting. And I kind of wish that they went into a little bit more of like, about Vic, Victor, even though I don't know how much more they could have gone into because yeah. we pretty much saw the the downfall and demise of Victor and what he was capable of doing. Totally. Because Nick just liked kicking rocks, you know, and masturbating and getting arrested for it in McDonald's after nine hours. So. Oh my God. I forgot about that. Um, I do have another quick little fact um, 
fact and fun about the act that I'm just going to go through um, a couple things that maybe I haven't mentioned yet, but this is really interesting. Um, Something I just found out, and maybe Ryan, you already knew this, of how Gypsy Rose was named. So uh, I guess Rod, who is the father, he is, he is a father. Um, Glad we all know he's alive and well, and that him and Gypsy are now close. But Rod said Dee Dee liked the name Gypsy, and he was a Guns N' Roses fan. So as far as he knows, neither of them knew about Gypsy Rose Lee, the 1920s child star turned stripper. I I thought that's who she was named after. Apparently it was after, like, Guns N' Roses. But It would totally make sense if she was named after Gypsy Rose Lee, though. Yeah, not only the name, but both of them had overbearing, controlling mothers. Exactly. Um, and the huh. mother who kept her from doing really anything in life. So that was a little fun tidbit. And also the act um, or Miss Arquette won an Emmy for Outstanding Supporting Actress. She was so drunk during her acceptance. She speech. was so, and her tit tats were just all over the place. But I was like, yeah. "Go on, girl, you deserve it." After playing Dee Dee, like you deserve it. Yeah. Um. Anyways, okay. So, according to Metro.co.uk, wow, that's a fun. <laughs> that is one fun website. Um, seven facts that the act changed in the true crime horror story of Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Okay, so quick and easy. Nick wasn't bossed around by Gypsy after they ran away, Um, which, I mean, I feel like Gypsy was really just like the high and mighty king bee, queen bee of the two, but apparently it was a mutual affair. Dee Dee didn't get a warning call from Nick after the movie date went wrong. Gypsy never thought she was going to get caught. Gypsy's dad was more involved than the show made out. Nick and Gypsy spent no time together in custody. Well, I, yeah. I would really hope not. <laughs> Lacey doesn't actually exist. That's the neighbor's daughter, right? Yes. Who, um, the Mel's act- daughter. Yes. And it's like, yeah, we know that some of these things um, are definitely just like Hollywood. And lastly, Gypsy didn't willingly sign over guardianship to Dee Dee, which in the act, I believe um, Dee Dee gave Gypsy like a tranquilizer so that she would like sign that document handing over the guardianship. But I guess that really didn't happen. Oh, wow. Uh, I do have to say something about how Lacey is a combination of a bunch of characters. They, this is a very common trope in Hollywood where they, you know, for timing as well as budget purposes, they'll take a bunch of key characters. Uh, One that comes to mind is Rutania Alda's character, Carol Ann in the movie, Mommy Dearest, which is the biopic of, um, Joan Crawford and her daughter Christina Crawford. Um, Carol Ann actually represents about a dozen different maids, personal assistants, and um, and uh, ha- and houseworkers that were around. So that that doesn't surprise me, but um, it makes sense. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, and just something else that like I don't think we mentioned um, that I read earlier is during like the scene in the act and just like in general, the real life story, after they um, – Gypsy and Nick post those Facebook posts um, and they're found – you know, to be, well, Gypsy's found to be alive. They find the body of Dee Dee. The body was actually found by one of the neighbors whose last name was Blanchard, but not related. Oh, yes. I thought that was so crazy. Like, of all odds, like if a Jackalone found another Jackalone body, but they weren't related, like what? And it's like just the E is missing from the last name. Exactly. So I thought that was just like kind of, like it's eerie that's mm-hmm. eerie yeah maybe not even eerie it's just super coincidental yeah coincidental but also like huh yeah what huh. are the odds of that but anyways that kind of wraps up just some little fun facts but also like unfortunately these facts are actual reality um but Didi, i'm just like reading um this article about how like she basically gave Gypsy like tranquilizers to sign these documents, but she, Dee Dee also forged birth certi- her birth certificate to lessen yeah. her daughter's age. I mean, that's how like out of control Dee Dee was, you know, like she would risk everything, but nothing at all. Yeah. The whole entire story is wild. And I personally thank you for fact-checking for the both of us. Because <laughs> if I were to list all of these facts, I guarantee, even if I was reading it right off the page, I would not get it correct. So fans, give Gina a big round of applause for always doing her investigative reporting. Oh, thank you. And speaking of investigating, one last thing I'll end with, besides the Facebook post, is they mailed Gypsy and... Um, Nick slash Victor, they mailed the actual knife and murder weapon to Nick's household. In, Which is where they were hiding out. Yeah. And where was that in? Oh, Big Ben, Wisconsin. So not only did they create these Facebook posts and not turn off the IP address to lead the FBI and basically cops and every everyone else to where they were located, but they sent the murder weapon to themselves, which included gloves and the knife. That was and they never did, did they ever get around to dumping it in the lake or the pond or wherever? Never. 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 Oh. So um, they mail the weapon to themselves, get caught at the house because that's where the IP address is, and the murder weapon is there, mailed to them from one house, from the murder scene to where they were found. Yes, like what? See, th- th- this is how. This is how. Okay, Gypsy didn't know any better, and uh, Nick didn't know any better because of their mental states. This is truly, truly. It's. I don't have any other words for it other than bizarre. <laughs> It's it's literally just bizarre. And maybe um, once Gypsy is eligible for parole in 2024, we will know more about. I truly, you know, I, 
Gina, I side with Gypsy 100%. I know for a fact if I was put in the same position, I would probably do it. I'm glad that she didn't get as large of a sentence. Um, I also don't think that Victor, or I mean, Nick deserves to be incarcerated for so long. I do think that he needs to be in some kind of um, 5150 situation. Yes, uh, totally. But I don't, I don't think that he deserves to be in. I, I don't know what kind of prison he's in, but I certainly hope it's not a maximum security, like federal type of prison. Um, I don't think somebody like him could really handle it. Also, I know that he's spoken out from behind bars saying that he wasn't aware of the situation and he um, he wasn't really aware of what he was doing and truly believed that he was the hero of the situation. So it was just, it's, it's, a, it's a really fucked up almost modern day Romeo and Juliet, but instead of killing each other to be together, they killed somebody else to get free but ultimately were apart it's like a it's like a reverse romeo and juliet but with the same type of uh passion didn't he well nick or victor um didn't he like he didn't rape the corpse but he He did he did did. okay He, he had some kind of uh he had some kind of sexual relation with the corpse of Dee Dee, uh, while uh, Gypsy was hiding in the bathtub or behind the toilet, listening to her mother's screams of "Gypsy, help me!" And then, didn't he then have sex with Gypsy? Or did I they? Because I know in the act, they you know obviously yeah they did their thing at the hotel, and she wore her she wore all of her wigs and played hashtag <laughs> dress up. <laughs> We'll end with a drink for that one. (laughs) Now we're getting a little too dark. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for all of that, Gina. Uh, We'll be right back with our final thoughts after this brief message from who knows? (laughs) Someone important. Yeah. Tune in to find out. We actually do not have another sponsor. However, if you are listening to this past the 24-hour window that you can donate to the Make-A-Wish Foundation through our Instagram story, I highly encourage that you go to the Make-A-Wish Foundation website and make a donation from there. Also, please remember to donate to all of your local rescue missions to help all in time of need during this COVID-19 pandemic. We thank you so much and hope that you're all safe out there. And we are back to wrap it up. We have been recapping the act. I don't know why I'm telling you guys that. It might be because we've said Disney dressed up in fantasy way too much, but uh, (laughs) hopefully you guys are aware of the show that we've been talking about. Um, specifically the person who asked us who is Gypsy. Um, (laughs) I like to start off this final segment by giving final thoughts. My final thought could be put into two words. Watch it. (laughs) Damn straight. Um, If you want to find out more information about Munchausen syndrome or this story, we do have a couple of recommendations aside from what's been mentioned before. I do have one that I want to mention, and it's another case of Manchowzen by proxy. And it is by the author Julie Gregory, and it is her memoir about um, have about being a victim of Manchowzen by proxy. And it is called Sickened. 
the memoir of a man chosen by proxy childhood and it is available on amazon on kindle um, as well as on Amazon via hardcover. I'm sure that you could find it on barnesandnoble.com and whatnot. Uh, if you want to get a brief synopsis of it, I suggest that you go to Wikipedia before they start charging your ass and look up Sickened by Julie Gregory because it does give another uh, firsthand account of uh, the victim of this severe psychological illness. Nice. Do you have anything that you'd like to uh, recommend for some uh, supplemental info to give our little bees out there? Yes. Um, well, first of all, if you want to actually see who Gypsy Rose is in uh, true time, Dr. Phil, and you've probably seen this, Ryan, Dr. Phil does an interview with um, Gypsy in jail. And it's, I think it's pretty short, but if you just Google Dr. Phil interview with Gypsy Rose, um, you can kind of get a sense of her mindset and you can really see like, who is she? How does she really talk? Um, because Joe, I think Joey King does such an exceptional job, but to actually see the true Gypsy in uh, life form is something that's very unique. And to hear just certain things come from her own words about her mom and about Nick and about the entire situation um, can kind of put like, not a spin, but kind of put things to rest that maybe you think in your mind from the act or the other documentary podcast shows about Gypsy's story because she's telling it from her own mouth this time. Um, But I did find something that came up on my audible um, this morning is a book called Darling Rose Gold by Stephanie Robel. And it looked super intriguing, but to my surprise, I'll just read a little bit of a synopsis. Um, it's a real life Gypsy Rose Blanchard case. Um, it's loosely based around the story of Gypsy and Dee Dee. And it's kind of like a, a twisted mother daughter relationship at the bitter core, but I really like um the way this Washington Post review sums it up. Darling Rose Gold is a suspense story through which mental illness, maternal meshugas, and vengeful rage swirl unchecked. Over the top is an adjective that barely does this tale justice. But then again, the real life story on which it's based is even more distasteful. So I definitely am going to check that out because, I mean, I am super intrigued by this story, especially after all of the research we did and all the time we spent watching, you know, the act and learning more about Gypsy. But to hear like a twist to the story, I think could be interesting too. So what does Machugas mean? I have no idea. Wait, stay tuned. Okay. Machugas. Oh, crazy idiotic person of oh my gosh new word for us i think you machugas (laughs) (laughs) of course if you are familiar with what we do here every single series that we cover we choose a king bee and a queen bee Um, i'm more than happy to go first i honestly didn't find a single male character redeemable enough 
other than Rod Blanchard to be called King Bee, and that's even nicely. So I'll just say he's the head male in charge of the beehive. Um, he was the only man who, I mean, Nick is insane. The dude that wheeled her around the convention seems like a pedo. The uh, <laughs> the doctors were all out of their mind, you know, to believe in this woman deity. So I'll just say it's Rod just to choose somebody. Um, as for the Queen Bee, I only mentioned her by name, but I'd like to give it to Chloe Sevigny's character, Mel, because she from the get-go realized that Dee Dee was fucking batshit and always suspected that something was up. So uh that's my queen bee for keeping it real i am going to say for the king bee mr walt disney himself because because without good old walt um gypsy's young fashion choices would not have played (laughs) such a role as they did so um but i do agree rod really is even though he's not a part of really the act or Gypsy's life, he is the only male figure that she is ever known, even though she, you know, is made to believe that he's a horrible person and is not in yes. her life at all and that didn't want anything to do with her. So, um, and we'll post, I just think he's like super attractive. So we'll post some photos in a little bit, but Queen Bee, I do like your choice, Ryan. Um, because obviously, like, the daughter of Chloe in the the act is r- not really a, a person in reality. So I think I would agree with you. Or just, like, the neighbors in general. Because I felt like they always had, like, a good eye on what was going on. But yeah. at the same time, like, never really took it too far, um, you know, as to, like, interfering into the lives until like they actually needed to which was after that facebook post so nice well uh guys let us know who your king and queen bees are if you find any of the characters uh worthy of that title uh the next thing that we're going to do to finish everything off is give our bees rating so if you aren't familiar with how we do it we rate things on a scale of B, B plus, or B minus. I personally have to give this series a B plus. It did very good informing us what the, not only what the case entails, but what the private lives entailed and what this is. So I find it very informative. I also find it very entertaining in, uh, not in a fun way, but there was never a dull moment in the show. It always kept me wanting more. So Definitely. That, so that's what gives it that plus. I agree. I give the act a B plus. I think it's a great portrayal of, unfortunately, a true crime, not series, but really story. And I just can't wait to see what unfolds in 2024. Um once Gypsy is free, because I feel like her story is not yet finished. So TBD, and we will stay tuned to that. Yeah. And hopefully she can get out on good behavior, because I honestly can't see that little girl doing anything that's going to really 
prolong her stay in jail. Also, I heard she's now like engaged to someone new and took like an in, uh, engagement photo and her dad and stepmom were at the jail with her and her new boo. So not well, sure if they're still be. together, but uh, hopefully he uh, doesn't have a dark side and she didn't meet him on a Christian mingle site. And hopefully she gets to dress up as a bride without uh, her Disney fantasy. Oh, thank you so much for ending with one big ass cheers. <laughs> um, yeah, big ass cheers to you all. We'll be back next week with a series that Gina recommended. Um, I have to tell you right now, Gina, I'm only going to watch the first and last episode and base my opinions on that. And I'm going to let you educate us about what? I actually am changing um, my answer <laughs> of what I want to um, explore next week to glow. Oh, and that, yeah. and that is G L O W. Um, and it is a fun and just more lively than the act. I will say um, series on Netflix. So we're heading back to Netflix for this one. And I'm just going to say, get your girl power on, get your spandex on, um, put your hair in a top knot or pony. And for you, Ryan, maybe throw on a wig or two, get your hair back. I have that girl power shirt that you gave me. Oh, yes. Perfect. Because um, Glow is is just super fun and uplifting. I I have seen that. So uh, we're okay. perfect. <laughs> perfect. I may have to watch a few episodes just to just to regroup, but uh, th- we're going to let you guys know what we're doing the following week, just in case you want to watch it. So you can just follow along in Kiki with us. Kiki. So on that note, next week we are going to glow because we stay glowing. Yeah, um, you know. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in. We really love you guys. Buy us a drink, buy a coffee. Uh, The link is in our bio. Look out for all of our Facebook posts that we've promised you this episode. Look out for our Patreon later this month. And, um, uh, you know, be safe out there. These are trying times. uh, If you need something else to listen to, catch our next episode of bees buzz in a couple of days um that's all i have to say um i just have to give a final cheers because this princess punch is really hitting me correctly right now oh hell yeah i can't wait to try it because my uh, immunity booster is design nice well guys we'll we'll talk to you some other day some other time in some other world until then hasta la vista and do not put anybody through manchowson by proxy and definitely donate to make a wish ta-ta ta-ta